What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the local podcast. I've missed you guys. I'm super excited to have this episode out. We finally figured out Zoom, so you can watch this episode on YouTube, or you can listen to it right here, where you're listening right now. You can also find every episode, audio and video, on thelocal724.com. Today, our guest is the very funny and very fun to talk to, Alicia Edwards. She is the owner of the Trendy Bunny here in Greensburg. Let's welcome Alicia. Welcome to the Local 724 Podcast in 3, 2, 1. Hey, what's up? Man. How are you? Good, how are you? I'm doing all right. Good to see you. Good to see you. More humans. Right? It's pretty crazy. I just like, I don't know. I'm losing, I'm losing my mind over here. It's just like, I'm trying to like dodge the news, dodge all the crazies on Facebook and all that. So yeah, I'm in the same place. I think I've snoozed more people than I follow at this, at this point. Oh man. Uh, two weeks ago, (laughs) like two weeks ago, Jess was, we were sitting on the couch and Jess was like, what are you doing? And I was on my phone for like, I don't know, like two or three hours, like just straight. She was like, what are you doing? And I was like getting rid of all the people on Facebook that like, I can't, I just can't stomach anymore. Same. I got rid of 400 people. Wow. Okay. I don't have that many friends, so I'd have to get rid of that many, but a lot yeah. of them were people that I had on there that, you know, I used to be friends with in college or, you know, business acquaintances that are not business acquaintances anymore. Anything it's actually like that. so crazy though, because, you know, I had this conversation with Michael, my husband the other day. Um, I feel like I, I've been, I go from being a phonaholic to like, I'm off the grid. Like I can't <laughs> look at it anymore. It's driving me crazy. Um, but there's this really interesting thing that's happened called pandemic. Um, I don't know if you've heard of it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's not so cool actually. (laughs) Uh, but anyway, you can't hide from it. Like you can't hide from COVID-19 and you can't hide who you are during this. And we have to give each other grace obviously, and some patience and, you know, kind of make excuses, but we've been here now for almost seven weeks. Like you are who you are. You showed your real colors through this, you know, Oh, no doubt. (laughs) I've, I've seen I've seen some shit in the last seven weeks. Um, It's wild. Yeah. It just, uh, you know, a lot of people are trying to do kind of more positive things, which I think are awesome. You know, like people making masks and donating masks and hand sanitizer and all of that. Um, I mean, even if you're selling masks, that's awesome. I mean, people got to make money. Yeah. Um, But uh, I think it's just really cool that, you know, a lot of people are coming together and really helping each other out. Um, I don't know. I think it's awesome. But the the caveat to all of that is just like we are stuck in our homes and and uh we're going crazy. Yeah, I think so. I mean, that's that's why we have to be a little bit more patient with each other. Um, you know, I have I have Zoom meetings every day, whether it's a sales call or a friendship call, and we've gotten kind of bored. I did an 80s theme this week. I looked really ridiculous, but it was like that's the awesome. highlight of my life. <laughs> you gotta, you know? do that. But there's this whole aspect to it uh, with small business. And I was talking to Jess Hickey from Downtown Greensburg Project just today. Um, And, you know, there's this whole pool of like supporting small business, supporting small business. 
And you and I have talked many times about, you know, community over competition. And you can see that now. You can see oh, yeah. that here in the heart of Greensburg. We've always known it's been here. It just hasn't been as obvious. Um, you know, there's this whole group of people who have been really incredible and amazing towards yourself, your business, my business. Oh, yeah. um, you know, the tea life and, and, and the trendy bunny and little gray house and, and the list goes on and on. But there's this whole aspect, I think, of people that think that, or I'm sorry, they just assume that the government has taken care of small business. And so you're good. But like trendy bunny hasn't received a penny from anybody. <laughs> so neither have I, you know, you don't have to support us by buying something, just write a review even like that's supporting small business, you know, yeah. just something simple. Like don't yeah. be a jerk on Facebook. It's yeah, it's nice. I mean, like I think before all of this happened, there was this kind of like hesitation that I had to to put up one of those posts that were like, "How can you support a friend's business?" And it was just like, you don't have to spend any money. You can share. You can like. You can you know introduce somebody else to that business and blah blah blah. And I always kind of hesitated to do that because I didn't want my friends to be like, "Dude, just stop. Like, don't don't like." fill my uh, feed full of like your, your BS. But I think like it's free reign now. Like people were doing it and you know, they are like showing love to yeah everybody. And it's so crazy to see that it took something like this to really make everyone be like, yo, Greensburg, Greensburg. And yeah, so we, awesome. love I love we love it here. Exactly. I think it's interesting because there's, I, I that you even said that I, I feel the same way. I go back through my feed and I'll start to delete things or hide things because you know, once, once it's been a couple of weeks, no one's going to see it anymore, you know? And so you want fresh content, but I've, I, I'm always been in the same place. Like <clears throat> sometimes I feel overexposed. Um, it was one of the hidden gems of the trendy bunny was kind of like, I was able to hide behind that for a while. And just because we weren't super local, um, but there's this whole thing where I do feel a bit overexposed and have felt like, okay, I don't want my whole feed to just be like, support this business and this business and this business because your consumers or your customers and your friends will just stop following you because then you're just that annoying girl that's like, support them and them and them and look what they're doing. But now I'm just like, that's, if that's how I can serve, I'm doing it. Like, look away then. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, it's really awesome. I mean, like I am going back and like kind of taking away some of the posts um, I've archived quite a bit, just on, especially on Instagram. Um, you know, like, yeah, I'm trying to like pedal shirts, obviously, but you know, I mean, that's because small business isn't getting a dime from Pennsylvania. I mean, I just tried to make a claim right now and it was like, sorry, not for a few more weeks. And it's like, dude, a few more weeks isn't going to be, it's not going to be awesome. No, it's not awesome. I mean, the whole thing is just so awful, Jordan. I mean, I, I'm a kind of person that has always just had great faith in our government, our judicial system. I've always been the, been the kind of woman that says, even if I don't agree with you, I respect you. And although I may not agree with, with the other side at all, if you want to call it sides, um, I have always played the middle because that's who I am. And not because I don't have the strength in me to choose a side like right or left or Republican or Democrat or anything like that. But at this point, for the first time ever, I have lost faith in the system to genuinely take care of us in a healthy and safe way. Um, I understand that we have to give people grace and give them the time, but 
they, if anybody should have been prepared for this, it's our United States government. <laughs> right. You would think. You know? And I don't even care, not to say I don't care about the financial aspect of it, but the fact that we have a lack of supplies, it just still, to this day, it's just mind-blowing to me. Oh, yeah. Mind-blowing. I mean, I have a responsibility to make sure that my kids have the supplies that they need to keep them sheltered and happy and healthy and safe. And clearly there is some sort of mess up here. <laughs> like somebody oh, yeah. has to take some responsibility. I mean, the fact that every, on every corner, somebody is selling a mask. And, and furthermore, it's great that they're doing that. But some of these people that are making masks, they're not proper. Like these are things that maybe aren't even going to work. And, right. you know, that's scary. I mean, I understand people are doing what they can, but I think the, the, the United States government has a responsibility to take care of their people better than they have during all of this. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of, um, you know, I started out, it's, it's so funny, like there's, I'm very, very open about this. There's like this huge arc uh, throughout this whole pandemic. First thing, I immediately started poking fun at the people buying toilet paper. Couldn't right. help myself. I was just like, yo, this is insane. I've never seen anything like that happen before. No. Um, <clears throat> then I moved into like the I'm scared phase where I was like, yo, we're not leaving our house. We're not doing anything, um, all of that. And then like now I'm starting to like kind of calm down about this. And I'm just like, you know what? I have to go to the store. I have to carry on with life. I'm going to do everything I can to stay healthy. If that's cleaning things, you know, just crazy amounts of cleaning or carrying hand sanitizer with me and masks and all that stuff. So be it. I mean, that's what kind of has to happen now. I never really like jumped on like the side, if you want to call it like Democrat or Republican, like I never got into like any kind of political thing about this. It just, it's common sense to me to keep people safe. And still, I'm, I'm still a hundred percent there with that. Um, like I saw Delta today put up a post uh, Delta Airlines, and they said that um, masks starting on the 4th are are required to fly in a plane. You have to wear one. And wow. You, not, um, you couldn't imagine the amount of upset, angry faces <laughs> in that thing. And I just wrote a post and I said, how dare you try and protect people? Yeah. Like, what the hell? Calm and you down. know what? They're not getting just like, and Delta's like a huge company, right? That's yeah. like a huge, huge company. I mean, e- I, even I have flown, have flown Delta. So they've got some, something for me. So, you know, there's, they have a responsibility to keep their people safe and their employees safe and they have to protect themselves from a lawsuit and things like that too. So what else are they supposed to do? And they're taking their guidance from what the United States government is telling them to do. Right. Um, I'm kind of the same way. So I've, I, I call it my valley, my valley of emotion. Um, yeah. Kind of like bipolar every day. I wake up every day and I'm like, today's going to be the day that some good news comes out. And um, I wouldn't really know because I've unfollowed every news like at all. But in the very beginning, of course, I was very scared. I still am scare- scared because, you know, I do suffer from um, a very weak immune system. Um, so I'm considered high risk. I have five children at home and I have to make sure that I'm, I'm keeping myself safe. And I kind of started in the same way. I was like, what is going on? This is so ridiculous. And then I got really scared. And still to this day, I have not gone anywhere other than home and, my, and work. That's it. 
I haven't stepped foot in a grocery store. None of those things. Zero. Um, no one in my house has either. So we just Instacart everything. Yeah. Sometimes it's taken a week for us to get our Instacart. Um, but we've tried to do our due diligence to keep everyone as safe as possible. And, and then it kind of got to, I kind of got myself to a place of just feeling very angry. Um, and decided I need to take a stand here. Like I can't just be the, the woman who says all of the negative things that are happening or the positive things that are happening. I have to recognize that I need to make a change in my own life to make sure that my children and my friends and family are protected. And if that means that I'm going to get backlash for wearing a mask in my car, I don't care. Like I'm just going to do whatever I feel like makes me comfortable um, and not take advice from anyone at this point. Um, yeah. That's not, that, that doesn't make me feel comfortable. You know, I've gotten a lot of questions. When is Trendy going to open? Oh my gosh. I feel like I'm living Groundhog Day all over again. <laughs> um, and the answer to that is we'll open when I feel like it's safe. Not a day yeah. before. It's a damn good answer. I'll tell yeah. you that because it just seems like, you know, everybody wants business to open both sides, you know, whatever we're talking about, whatever sides we're talking about. Everybody wants business to open. Everyone wants to go back to normal, uh, have date night, go out to the bar, go grab some, some food or go shopping. Who doesn't want to go shopping? Seriously. I, mean, I don't, like, <laughs> don't want to go shopping, but I do want to go to the playground. Like I just want to go to a park or like I want to watch a sporting event. I, you know, I want to yeah. feel community. I want that sense of community. Yeah. I mean, like last weekend, uh, Jess and I were supposed to be in Washington, D.C. with my brother and his wife, and we were going to go to the D.C. Beer Fest. And there were like, I forget, it was something like 78 different breweries. We got VIP tickets to be on the field at National Stadium to like go around and like hang out on the field and like try all these different beers and stuff. We missed it, obviously. Um you know, they rescheduled it until August and stuff, but it's just like, just a pain in the butt. You know, we're seeing things go. We were supposed to go on a cruise uh, this oh, month. Oh, yeah, forget that. You're done. <laughs> it's over. We're out of there. Um, so we're in the midst of seeing, like, what this whole curve is going to look like and, and if we can reschedule a cruise, if I even feel comfortable doing that. Um, and that's really the key is just you have to make sure that you are doing what you're comfortable with, like your yeah. own comfort level. That's kind of why I unfollowed all of the news. I mean, there's so much false information out there. Um, and, I, I, and, and now that's, that's really, there's a light that has shined on that, right? Like, yeah. and I've even seen like Facebook, people accusing Facebook and Instagram of hiding content and things like that. And for the first time in my life, I'm like, oh, that might happen. You know, maybe that's true. I don't know. I've always been like, oh, that's crazy. You know, um, but I've hidden everybody that makes me uncomfortable. So why wouldn't they, <laughs> you know? Uh, but I will say this, this whole thing is so disappointing, not just, you know, the logistics of it, but hearing you say like you were supposed to be celebrating something and, you know, weddings have been canceled and oh, I was yeah. to a wedding last weekend. One of my closest friends, she's been waiting years, planning this for years. Um, team Trendy was supposed to be um, in Waco, Texas with Magnolia home today. Yep. We're on a plane, like celebrating all of our hard work. And, um, on top of that, my, my summer vacation, um, in June, Fort Myers in Florida, we were going to my, my son that I adopted, Mike has not met my brother-in-law yet. 
and he turns 16 on the 4th of July. So we were going to go celebrate and we were planning this for a year and Fort Myers had have banned travel for 90 days. So our vacation was canceled then too. And so there's just a lot of disappointments, um, you know, celebrations that aren't being celebrated anymore and things that are really important to someone, um, including my work trip, my family vacation, all those things are on a back burner. And, you know, even financially, I'm not sure how long it's going to take for Trendy to come back from this to even be in a place where we're like, we're celebrating. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's weird. Whenever this all started, like I was kind of, you know, in a position where this, the whole like not working thing really kind of wasn't affecting me at all. I like had some money saved up and, you know, I was still just coming off of some fresh shoots. So I had like some work to do and, um, it really wasn't that tough. And then, and it's still kind of in a good place, but now I'm starting to see like, okay, I'm starting to reach the end of my comfort zone here. Yeah, I need more checks. Like I need that to happen. So it's just like, you know, it's, it's a bummer. I mean, and my wife works, she works, I mean, so we're safe, but it's just like, you know, I want to get out. I want to like shoot some stuff. I have some like ideas that involve other people and I need those people to be on board. And I don't want to put anybody into like a position where they're not comfortable. It's just a, it's a wild thing. Well, I think outside of the financial aspects, of course, you know, it's the valley, valley of emotion. When this first started happening, you're like, okay, well, this is what I was prepared for. And I've heard so many people um, say things like, well, you should have saved more or, you know, these companies should have, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, (laughs) stop it. Like, you're being ridiculous, first of all. Um, each, Each individual is so, you know, your needs financially are different. Everybody's are. And your comfort zones are also different. I mean, I have friends that haven't spent a dollar in years on anything other than essentials. You know what I mean? Um, and then I have, I have myself who's somewhere in the middle and my husband and I have always been very financially responsible. Um, but we still have five kids at home and bills and, you know, we made this huge investment and, you know, you're comfortable at first and you're like, just really focusing on the blessings. Like we've been so focused on, there are so many people that are worse than us, um, worse off than us. You know, there are families that don't have food. Yeah. Um, there are families that don't have Wi-Fi. There are families who are still working and have to homeschool their children, you know, in the evenings and things like that. So we've been really tried to focus on the blessings and the position that we are in, but that does not mean that we're comfortable. Right. You know, and you shouldn't assume that anyone is comfortable because nobody knows what's going on behind closed closed doors. And to assume that, I think you just look like a real jerk, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And it's kind of funny to see like the first time in history, it's almost as if, uh, you know, the sides are almost switching switching values. Uh, I've seen that. Uh, We've talked about that privately before. Like I remember having a conversation with you early on and, and we were kind of like poking fun, like these people are crazy. And now we're the crazies. Like it's all just kind of taken a turn. So yeah, it's wild. I mean, like, you know, now we're all about like, you know, listen to the government, listen to the government. And then the, you know, the Republicans are all like, I don't give a shit. Like, I know, but aren't like, you so grateful for them right now? Like, yeah, like these people can die as long as I can go back to business, but you know, I know, I mean, it's no, um, it's no secret that I'm really, fr- really great friends with Suzanne Ward, right? Um, yeah. she's one of my soul sisters. She's part of team trendy. We love her. And yeah, she's awesome. Her and I could not be more different. Our views are very different, 
Yeah. And I, you know, I had a conversation with her a couple of weeks ago. She checks on, she checks in on us all the time and makes sure that we're doing well. And she's, she's provides really good, um, fresh ideas. And she's just, she's always motivating. She's like a train that just like won't power down. Like she's just right, constantly- yeah. she's that energizer bunny. Yeah, she is. So anyway, you know, I had said to her, we are very different. She knows it. Um, and you know, she puts whatever she feels or thinks she's that kind of person. Just, she posts it. I'm not like that at all. Like not at all. And I had said to her, like, don't you worry that you're just throwing whatever out? And she's like, no, I don't. And I'll tell you why, because I am who I am and I'm not going to make apology. I'm not going to be apologetic for it. And I respect that. And as far as taking Suzanne out of it, but from the Republican side, I at least, I can get myself to a place where I'm grateful that someone, that not everyone in the United States is going to sit back and say, I'm just going to listen to the principal. Yeah. You know, I am mm-hmm. a listen to the principal kind of girl. <laughs> yeah, like, oddly I'm enough, I'm not. I am. It's and the weirdest so, thing. For, for, I'm grateful for that. I'm great. And, and team trendy, we have, all of us have very different views and we've been able to come together and really appreciate each other and learn from each other and grow with each other through this. And we've become really much closer. Um, I said, we're in such a unique situation. I don't know any business that has worked so hard to become, you know, part of a team and had seven days, but I would rather have that seven days than none. So yeah. Yeah. It was just enough for us to just stay excited. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know? It so was like, all just enough back, for us to just like not be excited, <laughs> you know, like, oh man. So uh, when but, everything comes back, it'll be good. I mean, I'm, I'm not the person that typically is like the role follower. Like really, uh, I mean, Jess has reminded me a hundred times during this whole pandemic thing. She's just like, you of all people are like, yes, stay indoors. Yes. Listen to what these people have to say, blah, blah, blah. Right. And it's like, I'm so like weird and I'm so like on my own little island. Like that's what I keep telling people. Like I don't agree with any one particular stance. Dang, on this. Not at all. And it all comes back to common sense for me. Um, and just how I would feel. I just want people to be nice to other people. Yeah. And if you're going to say we want the government to uh, to open back up, but we want it to be safely, well, then take the precautions. Right. Uh, don't get mad when people are saying wear a mask. I mean, that it's basic. You know, if you want it to open, there's going to be a caveat. You have to make some sort of, you know, um, oh my God, I just got stuck to my mic stand. My, <laughs> my Apple watch has a magnetic band on it and I, my wrist just stuck to it. And I was like, what the hell's happening? You're tracking your um, steps with your Apple watch. I am. We've been walking quite a bit. The other day I clocked like 19,000 steps. Okay. Shut up. It, that, that's right. just one day. Mine are like 18 from the kitchen to the bathroom. <laughs> oh, there's some days. My room, yeah. Like that's it. There's some days this watch is like, Hey, are you alive? Like, hey, it's re- vibrating. Like, remember me? You're supposed <laughs> right, yeah. to move. Yeah. I get it. um, No, I I agree with what you're saying. I mean, I think we've always said that, like, I'll open when it's right. And that was because of construction. I wasn't going to open when there was a risk. I wasn't going to open when there was, you know, anything that was out of place for my business and the way that I wanted to open and present ourselves and be able to serve. And it's the same thing now. I mean, I could care less what everybody else is doing around me. My walls are crumbling, you know, around us. Everyone's are. Um, you know, I made this funny video 
a few weeks ago and I was, you know, one of the things that I had said was, you know, just trying to keep it light. Um, <clears throat> luckily I'm a bazillionaire and I don't have to worry about anything. Right. Yeah. <laughs> about sarcasm. Um, and it's the same with the business. Like there are women here and families that depend on trendy. It's not just me. Um, so I'm going to do everything I can in my power. And I have been doing those things. You know, you have to have different, uh, revenues coming in. You know, that as well as I do, you cannot oh. just de- depend or rely on one thing. If you're a nine to five kind of person, you know, and you, you think there's stability in that we've learned that there's not stability in that. And with small business there, the risk is, is higher. It's a bigger risk and you have a responsibility. I feel a huge sense of responsibility to serve the women who work here, their families. I know that they rely on us. They rely on me to make positive um, decisions. And that's a lot of weight that, that, that I hold on my shoulders, but that's the price you pay. And although we may not have been prepared for pandemic, um, you have to be prepared for everything. Yeah. And, you know, whether it was pandemic or cancer, you know, something could have happened and you have to have some sort of responsibility as a business owner to say, okay, what can I do next? And the answer for me was, you know, okay, well, let's get up online. Let's promote, let's do some live sales. Let's make sure that we're doing those things safely. Um, and we're, we're lucky because we have been operating at home for years. Yes. Yeah. So we just kind of like fell back into that. Yeah. That's know? nice that you guys, you have specifically <laughs> have had that um, you've had that experience of operating right. online and doing your sales via the internet. That's like something that I've been talking to a lot of different people about just that, you know, I think that once this is, uh, I don't want to say over, but once it's kind of like figured out, uh, whatever figured out means, um, I think there's going to be a lot of businesses out there that are like, Hey, this is kind of working. Like we, this could be an option. Like, you know, do I need to pay $50,000 a month for this building? Right. You know, it's, it's proven that your workers can work at home and be responsible and wake up and be present on zoom at eight o'clock in the morning. And you know, whether they're wearing pants or not, doesn't matter. (laughs) I hope so. You know now, I, mean? I think you're right. I think there's like what the new normal is going to be. You know, we, we just use the word normal because that's what we want. We want some sort of sense of normalcy. And um, my Achilles heel right now um, is that people are starting to think that this is normal. And that really bothers me. Um, I think becoming more and more comfortable with, with being quarantined. And we have to keep in mind too, we have, made being, we have, made, we have been quarantined for almost seven weeks. But there are some people in the States who have been quarantined three weeks. And so where we're coming at the end of it, we're like, we cannot take another day. We're also becoming more reliant on the way we do things now. And there's lessons to be learned there for sure. And I think that's an excellent point. Like, why would you stop doing something that's bringing you in some sort of victory, right? Like whether it's finances or more likes or followers or, you know, um, shining a light on your business in any way that you possibly can right now, working from home. Like my husband's been working from home. His company's been working from home. And although there's a lot of logistics and things um, along with that, but if you're able to do these things, you would need, of course, it's obvious to move on to that and keep that as part of your business or keep that as part of your life. Um, It's as simple as, you know, not washing your hands. You've gotten used to not washing your hands or you've gotten used to not, not walking around with hand sanitizer. My new normal is going to be 
even more hand sanitizer than I've oh, yeah. already always used. Absolutely. Right? But I do worry um, that the kids, this generation, you know, always bring it back to the youth. There's, there's your hand sanitizer. I have it everywhere in my car. I, I always have because of my immune system. Yeah. And, you know, I have five kids and kids are just gross, especially little ones. <laughs> they are gross. They are. They're just gross. They have no you know, they're not able to keep up with their personal hygiene in a way when they're toddlers. And so, right. you know, you have to, you're, you're basically putting your faith in, in other people that they're teaching <laughs> children how to do those things. And I do not like doing that. No, no one would. <laughs> so, you know, I'm kind of a germaphobe as it is. I've always been. Um, I joke about this, but you could eat off my floors. Like you really could yeah. eat off my floors. Um, but anyway, w- what I'm really trying to get to is this is not normal. Right. And the more comfortable that we have become with this way of life, I think is more dangerous than COVID-19. We are not meant as humans to not see our family, our parents, our friends. It is not normal to not celebrate, to not be part of a community. And although there is something to be said about celebrating the silver linings that this has brought, like being really working from home, being able to spend time with your family, there, those are things that should be celebrated all the time. Right. Um, I have a real problem with this is, this is all so great. <laughs> like focusing on what's so great. I have, you know, very close friends and family who are working in the medical field and this is not great. Right. You know, they're, they are not around their children because it's too dangerous. Um, we have a, a, a mutual friend who lost her grandmother to COVID-19. I have a friend, we have a mutual friend who lost her aunt to COVID-19. Yeah. These are real dangerous things that we're talking about. And again, yes, celebrate the silver lining, celebrate the, the blessings, but do not think this is normal. Right. Yeah, it's, de- it's definitely not normal. I mean, I, yesterday was like a big, I don't know why yesterday, all of a sudden, I was just like, I had had enough. Like, I just... Jess came home from work and she was like, what do you want for dinner? And I was just like, I want to go somewhere and eat dinner. Like I was throwing a tantrum like a child. I was like, I'm, I'm tired of this. Like I'm really tired of this. And it just like, then I was like, I miss going to my studio. I miss talking and having these conversations. Like this podcast has a 40 minute time limit because of. Thanks Zoom. I'm on a, yeah, I'm on a. <laughs> A, a, a freaking limit yeah. and it's just like I don't want to be limited I'm like you know and it's just like all these like strange things and I was trying to do these podcasts like over the phone that's impossible because I can't see anybody I can't gauge anybody's like you know uh can't tell if I'm doing this right yeah like <laughs> I can't I can't gauge anybody's intent or anything like that and it's just really hard you talk over each other all the time it's just really hard. And, um, so this, I'm like really happy about this. Jess from the downtown Greensburg project was like, Hey, let's do a zoom. And at that point I didn't have a, this webcam. I had like a, like a 4k, like cinema camera that I was using to like do this. And it just, it was too much for my computer to handle. It was like, no way, not happening. So I mean, I think it's incredible that you're still, I've listened to all the podcasts. I really enjoyed the podcast with, um, I think it's comrades or com. Oh yeah. Uh, with Evan. 
Yeah, because it was so early on. So to listen, to go back and listen to that now, it's like, wow, we were in such a different place back then. And, and I mean, you know, we've been working on this project of kind of like uh, documenting some people throughout this and, you know, I don't know how great it's going to be because I don't even it's take not it. Really, it's not really working. Nobody's, nobody's. Had, really, uh, yeah. I mean, because it's, in the beginning, it's, it's one of those phases. It's like, you think these are going to, this is going to be great. And you're going to be able to find the time to do these things and really tape and document yourself. And I feel that, you know, every couple of weeks I look back at what I had documented, um, which is just like a diary film. And I'm like, yeah. wow, I was so sad. And so depressed and I'm still there, but I'm still getting up every morning and I'm taking care of my kids and taking care of the family. And I, I always bring myself, I'm able to put myself in a place daily where I have to remind myself that I am in a better position than some others. Absolutely. You know, um, do that myself. It's the only thing that really helps you during all of this. You know, Mm -hmm. there are, there are homeless people in Greensburg who are looking for homes right now. And you know, I think about the kids, especially, um, my son, my youngest Sawyer, he just out of nowhere the other day, he said, um, I think Jesus is going to open the playgrounds again. And I, <laughs> and it made me so sad that he thinks, you know, like, Oh, I can't, that he even knows that he can't go to a playground. Yeah. But I think about the, the seniors, you know, I have two juniors this year. We were supposed to be celebrating, um, the adoption being finalized. That is not going to happen now. So that's a huge, huge disappointment for us. But at least I'm an adult and I'm able to wrap my brain around those things. But all of these seniors who don't get prom and they don't get graduation, those are huge milestones in their life. Yeah. And although I think the school has done a really good job of keeping them safe and, and prioritizing what they need to, it's still a huge disappointment for them, you know? Yeah. It's crazy to see like people missing out on a lot of things. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I do give myself that daily check. Like I check myself daily. You know, I'm sitting here. I just did it earlier. I'm sitting here bitching about that I can't go to the Bahamas this year. Oh, <laughs> you know? that's real. Like, I feel the same way. I'm like, it's oh, a bummer. We did work hard for that and things, but, you know, it just is like, you know, there are people, like you said, who are homeless and, like, you know, they're fighting for their next meal. And that was, uh, that was something that was like, very real to me whenever I was talking to Lauren from the food bank and it was just like, you know, the amount of meals, I think it was 18,000 on a normal day. And she didn't even have a number to give me at this point. She just said, it's way more. And, you know, I mean, that's, that's tough. That's, that's hard. So in the beginning and and we can see that, I think it's um, a little bit easier for my family because we, do have so many kids. And so all of their friends and all of the things that they're doing, their families, um, we just know so many people in the community. And in the very beginning, we started a food drive. Um, If you need water, you need toilet paper, you need paper towels, you need some food, like, please call us, please email us. And to our surprise, we got many, many, many requests. And so we started a, a food pantry in my office at home, um, with just cases and cases of water. And as that grew, um, I realized that the need in the community was huge um, and it became more and more difficult to get supplies. Yeah. So, you know, the whole toilet paper gate of 2020, 
at first started off as a joke and then I had to come to my studio and get all of the toilet paper that we had here. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, there are so many things about this that is, is disappointing, but more than anything, I think we need to remember that we're in a better position than some, that eventually this does have an end date to it. What that means as far as a new normal, we don't know, and we shouldn't assume that we know, right. and that we should always question, not just listen to what people are telling us. Yeah. That's yeah. it. That's good. I mean, like, I really am, you know, I'm trying my hardest to find, you know, a, like I said, I'm kind of on my own island, you know, it's, you know, I'm, I'm a CNN guy. I, I watch CNN, but you know, what really kind of pissed me off about CNN is during the briefings, they cut away and interject their own opinions. Now, yeah. I'm sure there's a ton of Democrats that enjoy that part of it. They're just like, hell yeah, rip them down, whatever, orange man. And they're just like going crazy about it. That annoys me because it's like, yo, I'm missing something. And I don't need to hear your opinion right now because this isn't about politics. It's just about, I want to hear what's going on in the world. Yeah. And, you know, so even things like that really annoy me. Um, do I well, watch I CNN? I look right? people on CNN. I'm a big fan. Yeah, you're like, hey. Kumar or Kumar or whatever his name is. I don't know. But I think that's just growth, right? Like our kids have such strong opinions when they're little. And then as they get older, they, you know, they, they mature and, 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 you know, they they don't just say, okay, boomer anymore and not know what that means. (laughs) And we're adults and we're still learning and growing and we're learning about ourselves and we're learning about our viewpoints and other people's viewpoints. And I say it all the time, but if you are not someone who can bend and move, you know, then you're never going to grow. And this opportunity of pandemic, although awful, um, you know, you and I have both grown through this and we're able to see things that maybe we didn't necessarily see before. Yeah. I think, you know, the whole sides thing is so ridiculous, but it does exist. And pretending that it doesn't, I think is irresponsible. It does exist. And as a small business owner, we all have to be very responsible about, you know, what you're deciding to do and how you're going to open and if you're going to open, because all of a sudden that means that you've chosen a side. I didn't choose a side. Right. I'm choosing my family. I'm choosing my health and my my children and my husband and, you know, my friends and family, my community, I want to keep them safe. And maybe it's wrong information. Maybe it's false, but I don't know that. And until I know 100% truth and fact, I'm going to err on the side of caution. Right. I mean, it's, it's insane. I, I'm a golfer. Jess is a golfer. Me and me and Jess love to go golfing together. And, uh, you know, golf courses open today and, uh, it's not so nice to go outside and golf today, but you know, we were, we were sitting there saying like, well, Saturday is pretty nice, but at the same time, like it would probably be so packed. It's going to be highly irresponsible to go out and do that. Uh, for me, I feel like I would be uncomfortable. I wouldn't be in a comfortable spot for that. So I just told her, I said, you know what, instead, why don't we go, you know, I'm doing this drone project where I'm just kind of like shooting some photos over top of different places. Yeah. I saw one of off at field. It was awesome. It's so much fun. Like I'm, I'm actually working on one right now, but, um, so I like to just post these things and I figured, you know what, I'm going to spread my wings and go outside of Greensburg. So we're going to take a trip tomorrow and go out and shoot some cool stuff. And, uh, and we're going to come home and 
I don't know, grill some food. And that's about it's keeping you comfortable. I think it's important that we don't judge what makes someone else comfortable. Right. Like someone's at a golf course. I don't care. Yeah. It doesn't bother me at all. Yeah, I same. wish I was there. I wish I was comfortable. Me. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to do it because it makes me uncomfortable, but I'm not going to judge you because it makes you, because it doesn't make you uncomfortable. And that's where I think this all kind of right. ties into each other. Just really respecting what your comfort zone is. I saw on Facebook the other day, Latrobe Starbucks had posted like, we're open, drive through only. And immediately somebody commented, stay closed, save lives. And they've been open. It's just a drive through right. Nothing has changed. And so you're yeah. always going to have these like comments yeah. or opinions that are not going to be favorable towards you, no matter what you do. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's definitely, I mean, there's certain businesses and I feel this way. I put up a post like not too long ago, a couple weeks ago, and I ended up taking it down because there were just some like insane yeah, responsible comments that were coming in. Um, and I was just like, you know, I didn't want to see certain types of businesses open up because I feel like, and it, it goes back to how my mom used to say to me all the time, I give you an inch, you take a mile. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's what certain people are going to do. And it's proving itself only because we give you an inch, which means we're going to help you open up. We're going to help you open your businesses, but you have to wear a mask. You're going to take a mile because now you got your business open. I'm not wearing a mask. You're taking my rights away as an American. No, we're trying to keep people safe. Yeah. So if that's all you have to do in order to have your business open and be making your money that you want, then uh, slap a mask on. What's the big deal? Yeah. I mean, I personally, you know, you know, you know this, I haven't gone anywhere. So I don't know what it's like. And I just think everyone's acting the same way that I act in my head. Um, (laughs) there's these reminders like, nope, that's not real life. You're living in a cartoon land. Um, but again, it comes down to just respecting that business, like respecting their choice to say, I am not going to wear a mask and respecting mine when I say I am going to wear one. Yeah. You know, I'm going to, I want to be safe. And I also want to make sure that I'm taking the necessarily necessary precautions, not based on what you know, a governor or the United States government has told me, but based on real, real, real fact, like I have fact checked it. I have done my due diligence. I want to make sure that this is safe, that this is actually making a difference, um, that the mask that I'm purchasing or that I have found somewhere is an actual mask and, and is really working or beneficial in some way. And I think that's just one tiny example of this entire thing. Like, you know, there are, there, there's more problems than just COVID-19. You know, I don't like to look at the statistics because I don't think it makes any sense for somebody to, to compare it to something else, but there's more problems that we have. Like all of the issues that we've ever had pre-pandemic, those things have just grown, right? So now it's just causing so much, taking up so much of your newsfeed and, you know, all of the news advocates and media and all of those things are just so focused on COVID-19 but we can't lose focus on the things prior to COVID-19 like cancer, like, you know, people being sick. And and for every person who's been diagnosed with COVID-19, I worry that there's somebody who hasn't been diagnosed with leukemia because they didn't get their, they didn't, they didn't go to the hospital because they were too scared. You know, you could, you could have all of these underlining things that you don't know about. And of course it's something I'm really passionate about because I have a nephew, Abram, who, you know, um, 
who is, is only three. He just turned three recently yeah. and he has a congenital heart disease and has, has had open heart surgery and it's very scary and we're not done. And I think about him and the fear that my sister has and, um, you know, his immune system and he's very high risk. And even if you don't know someone like that, you should think about someone like that. Oh, and yeah. that's what I'm really passionate about. And so if wearing a mask could help him in any way, put a mask on, man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> just do it. it just is what it is. I think like, like I said, it, it just all comes down to common sense for me. It's like, you know, um, I've seen the signs at the protest that are saying like, are we going to upend our entire economy for 0.0006% of the population? Me, if that's coming from me, yes, I'm sorry. I value a human life, maybe a little bit more than you do. Not you, but you know, somebody else. It's just like, you know, I feel like if you're saving one person, then this is worth it. So, you know, if you want to be open, uh, you know, then you should listen and you should wear a mask and, and then don't get upset with people who don't want to patronize your business because you're not wearing masks. Yeah. And I think, I just think it comes down to respect. I mean, I really yeah. don't believe, and maybe I'm naive here, but I don't believe that anyone would purposely go above and beyond to make sure that someone else isn't safe. I just think that they don't right. believe it. And we have to respect that. Like, it's not that they have a lack of humanity. It's that mm-hmm. they truly believe that this is nonsense. I don't believe it's nonsense. Neither do I. So, like, please respect me because I don't think this is nonsense. And I'm not, you know, I don't post anything about it outside of, hey, guys, listen, this is my nephew. Yeah. And please I take don't me. anymore. Jeez, okay. You know? <laughs> like, forget it. It's just not worth it. I think, you know, I worry so much about what's going to happen with Trendy and, and you know, I try and celebrate these silver linings here, but in reality, we haven't gotten anything and I don't think we will, to be honest. Right. And, and we're new and we're so diverse in the things that we're doing. But at the end of the day, we're going to get people that are going to say, hey, you know what? They didn't open on time, so they don't care about money or they don't care about you know, my needs as a consumer, or maybe they'll say, you know, they just, they opened too fast. Like you're just never going to win no matter what. And I just want to make sure that at the end of the day, if we go up in flames, I stay true to my own values and beliefs. And I prove to my children that you can do that. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I love that. It's like yesterday I was thinking, and now I've been thinking about this for the last couple of weeks because I couldn't get the zoom thing to work. So I was like, do I take a giant sheet of plexiglass and put it on my table? You've been to my studio, right yeah. down the center of the table. And do we sit on opposite sides of that glass and chat through that? And then I was just sitting there thinking like, but then we have to go into the same building. I'm, I'm asking people to potentially go against their comfort. So I was just like, no, I'm going to figure this out. Whether- no, I think it's, I don't think that's a bad idea. Like from my perspective, I think at least you're giving them the option, right? Like they have the option to say, that's something that I'm not comfortable with. Yeah. Right. Like we're non, we're non-essentials, right? Like that was air quotes for anybody who's just listening, but we're non-essential businesses. Um, essentially I need to be in business so that I can provide for my family. So in that sense, whatever, but at least you would be giving someone the option. You don't have to come here. 
but I'm taking some precautions that I think may help lessen the risk in somehow, in some way. When I see lines around Whole Foods, I'm like, how is that safe? Yeah, exactly. You know, like, and when I see lines around these grocery stores and Lowe's and, you know, I've seen all these yep. photos and pictures of these things, I think, okay, it, it, that's when my brain starts to be like, well, this whole thing's ridiculous then, because if that's considered, you know, essential and that's okay, but this tiny little store with like eight people in it is not. Exactly. You know, so I just, I just have a real problem with trying to figure out what's truth and what's not truth. And I think that's really where we should be focused on is doing Absolutely. own due diligence, like, and respecting the fact that your truth isn't necessarily somebody else's. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I pass stores that are open and I'm like, how is it like, why can't we just do the math? Like, why can't we do the math here and just say like, okay, well, if there's, you know, this amount of square footage in a Walmart and you're allowed this many people in there, how about you just measure out, uh, you know, this business over here and figure out how many people safely are allowed in there. I just, That's where I'm, I'm on my own Island because like, you know, I I mean, our I want people to be safe, but at the same time, like I know people have to make money. I'm a small business owner too. Like yeah. I want, I want to go back to work. Right. I mean, there's just this fine line of like, listen, I'm going to be okay. And I'm going to do my due diligence, even financially, I'm going to close up shop and, you know, try and work in different avenues and figure out what we can do to provide for ourselves. But at the same time, it is colossally unfair. It's no one's fault. Um, I think, you know, human nature is to find and place blame. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> feel better. It makes us feel better. It makes us it feel does. like we didn't do something to cause this. Um, but at the end of the day, this is just something that personally I feel like it just happened. It just yeah. is what it is. There's nothing that we could do about it. Maybe we could have handled it differently. And maybe 10 years from now, we'll look back at this and think, wow, we were so stupid. You know, maybe it's, there's a, it, it's Colgate optic white toothpaste that's the cure to this. Like who knows, you know, something's really ridiculous and stupid, but there's gotta be a, a bigger reason. Like I, I have to believe that there is something around the corner that we're going to learn from this that, and that's my faith. Like it just, there's something that we don't know that we're supposed to know. We had to learn through this. I think that maybe even just putting a plan into action, uh, being prepared yeah. is the, the lesson that we all might learn from this. So like maybe, yeah, 10 years later, when something like this would happen again, we're like, doesn't matter. We, we got, got we got this covered. We got yeah. this. And I think it took something like this. It, it had to take something like this to bring people together in a way that says, hey, listen, I don't care what your beliefs are, but I do know that we have to be more educated about this. We have to teach our children and, and, and our friends, our family, our parents. Like, I haven't got to see my mom. Like, you know, I, I didn't get to see anybody on Easter. My, I celebrated my mom's birthday on FaceTime. And my mom doesn't know how to use FaceTime, so it's even more annoying. Yeah. Uh, and she doesn't even have an iPhone, so I took her, like, one of my registers um, iPads over to her house. So now when, when she FaceTimes anybody, it comes on my phone. So that's awesome. <laughs> You know, it's a whole thing. But anyway, I think we have to, we have a responsibility now because of pandemic, uh, because of COVID-19 to teach the youth really how to be more prepared, learn from what we did wrong. Exactly. Right? Like yeah. learn from my mistakes, make sure you have enough toilet paper. Cause it's a real thing. Yeah. Apparently it's a real thing. A real I mean, thing. we, uh, we gave my grandma who has no internet, uh, no computer. She has a, like a flip phone. We had to, we gave her one of our iPhones. Wait, what do they call those? 
like the like a cricket. The, no, no, no. Like remember the it's like a bug. A cricket phone. No, like a jitterbug phone. Oh, oh, oh the jitterbug. You know what I'm yeah, talking about? What yeah. I don't know if it's the same thing, but yeah, that's what she's using. And there's like, I tried to explain to her like what the internet is and st- and she's like, no way. Like my mother called me yesterday to tell me that she she couldn't Google something properly, and she wants to know if I can Google it to see how much it costs. That's hysterical. You know, like I just think those things are really cute, but also it makes you think like, man, there are, there's this whole generation of people that don't know how to stream. They don't know how to do these things and they couldn't take care of themselves. Like, you mm-hmm. know, what about the woman who, who doesn't have access to, to a cell phone and maybe has a home line and that home line goes out and she needs food, you yeah. know, during pandemic, that's something really difficult. Like at least I'm able to Instacart. Like what about the, the people who can't Instacart and they're putting themselves at risk because they can't do those things. Yeah. You know, it was crazy. I mean, you need to learn and Instacart is awesome. So mm-hmm. if you don't use it, I don't make any money off of Instacart. This is not promoted in any way. I love that. I always say that like, like, no, Gucci does not promote me for saying right. I love them. <laughs> like, of course not. You can see the jerk. Like, right. Yeah. No, no we took, we, we took my grandma an iPhone uh, that we have hooked up to our line so she could use it without any internet. And, uh, you know, it, we got a phone call from her. Um, she went through these phases as well. She's old. She's like 97 years old. Um, she still drives a car. She still volunteers at the hospital every single day of her life. She is the, she's the volunteer with the most volunteer hours in the history of Latrobe Hospital. Um, when my grandpa passed away in 2001, she jumped on the, uh, the volunteer train and did that. And she's been doing it ever since. So 19 years she's been doing this. And uh, when they told her that she couldn't come to work, that wrecked her. Like she was just like, okay, this will be over in a couple of weeks. You know, it'll be fine. And she called one day and she was literally crying into the phone. I can't do this anymore. I can't be alone anymore. It was insane. I was sitting there looking at Jess. I'm crying because I don't know what to say to her. And then Jess was like, we're going to give her a phone. And then she's, we're going to teach her how to FaceTime. So now that she has that, she FaceTimes the family all the time. And that's helping her out, like, you know, to be able to see people. And and she's more prepared. We need to make sure that, you know, the elderly who maybe do not have access to these things, that we are prepared, that they, that we can provide for them, not just food and water and toilet paper, but we can provide some sort of value and happiness to them. Like, you know, it can be very lonely. There's so many different situations. I know Jess is still working. My husband's working from home. So for us, everything feels very, very different, right? My kids are home. I'm homeschooling now. And I am a horrible teacher. (laughs) Horrible. So, you know, I think Greensburg Salem's done really well, consider all things considering, but at the end of the day, like you've taken children who were always in school for hours each day, and now they're at home relying on me to teach them. Of course, it's not going to go great, but we need to make sure that every single family has what they need. Yep. All of them, regardless of income, regardless of color, regardless of race, regardless of any of those like ridiculous things that divide people. We need to make sure that they have what they need. And if they're 95 and want a cell phone so that they can FaceTime during pandemic, they should have the right to have those things. 
Absolutely. And it's, it's not just about food and water. And of course those things are like really important and those are essentials and we have to figure that out. But you know, you doing your due diligence to make sure that this woman, your grandmother um, has some sort of happiness throughout this and some sort of life, because we have to think about, you know, the impact of depression and anxiety and those things that maybe somebody hasn't dealt with before, but we haven't lived through pandemic. Right. Yeah. It's wild. I mean, I was going to, I was thinking about giving her my iPad, but at the same time, she doesn't have internet at her house. She has, she had, she doesn't have Wi-Fi. Right. So Jess, thank God for Jess. She turns around and is just like, we were giving her one of our phones. Yeah. I was like, all right, cool. And you know, I wasn't even thinking in that direction, but she figured it out and she was like, the kids can play video games. We can donate this one to your grandma until this is all done and over with. And I did start playing video games. Did you? I was looking up Mario Kart. Yeah. Nice. I hear there's a couple uh, funny games or something that you can play with Mario Kart. Apparently, people have been doing since pandemic. I don't know anything about video games. It's actually very hard. Mario Kart is very hard. (laughs) I mean, you know, the teenage boys in my house are really good. I don't know if they're really good or if I'm just really bad, but they like to make (laughs) fun of me. You know, but our entire family dynamic is completely different now. Like everything is so different. You can't even, I, 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 I don't even know how to even start that, but you know, homeschooling is different. My toddler's life is different. There's no preschool now. And when I set up my business, I mean, construction always runs late. So we had opened later than what we had expected to. And then even later than that. Um, but I had three months to train and get online inventory. And, you know, there's all of these little tiny intricate things that don't seem like a big deal. But when you throw in a wrench to those, that's, uh, you know, like COVID-19, it just blows it up. Right. And so I had three months of my kids being in school to train and really give that time to trendy to train the girls and train the women who work here. um, And myself really to have that, you know, understanding of how things are going to work until I could kind of be at home with the kids again. Um, and now I have that, I don't have any of that time. I've got five kids at home all day, every day. And even when we open, they're going to be home. So that's something that I think people might forget about like, Oh, trendy bunnies open or whatever your business is, you're open. Well, I have a whole different life now than what I did before. You know, I have to make sure my kids are healthy and safe and happy. And if I left four teenage boys at home all day, every day, Oh boy. (laughs) you know and when am I going to feel comfortable taking Sawyer back to school when when is that going to be safe I don't know am I going to bring him to work is that safe I don't know yeah a lot of uncertainty uh you know just the easiest way to put it I mean it's you know we've got the the table downstairs set up as you know school and um you know the kids are doing their assignments and stuff and it's a little strange that you know there's not this like structured school that they're able to be doing. Um, But the, you know, again, the silver lining uh, is they are like being able to like kind of go outside and like, you know, I'm having them help me like cut the grass during the day or, you know, do things around the house. And I, and I remember saying in the beginning of this, I was like, all right, listen, so if you're not going to school to learn this, then you know, you get, you get to learn some, uh, some real world stuff, like how to cut grass, how to weed whack, how to pull weeds, how to, you know, clean up the dog poop in the yard and things like that. Grandfather right now. Like right? it's crazy. So old Jordan. I don't know. 
you know what I didn't learn how to do in school? Taxes. <laughs> That's well, what they say. I'm really good at, so I can help you out there. But right. I'll tell you what I didn't learn how to do in school either. Teach. Yeah. Teach. yeah. Uh, I have more respect. I've always had a lot of respect for the teachers because, you know, I raise my kids, so I know what they're like. Like, sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Uh, but I'm the only female in a house among six boys. So sometimes I feel like a dude. I feel like there's some advantages to that. Um, there's also some disadvantages to those things, but teaching is just not something I am good at. And I think because of my children's age too, and they're so different, you know, you're talking four completely different high schoolers that I am somehow in charge of teaching it's not going well. Like, I mean, and I'm just trying to give ourselves some grace and say, listen guys, but I, you know, I called the school. I talked to one of my kids teachers yesterday and said, I really want them to take, we had to choose their schedules for next year. And I said, make it really hard. Like we are not choosing easy classes here. I want you to make up for lost time. And the only skills that my kids are learning right now really is how to cook because they're just hungry and I refuse to do it. Well, that's a good thing. I think, I think, uh, kids should learn how to cook. I've definitely been having the kids like, you know, come in and I get like so nervous though. I'm just like everything in the kitchen has to, I'm a cook. So I, everything has to be like perfect. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It's like, you know, you have a round onion and you're trying to cut it and stabilize an onion. I'm like, no, how about you cut that in half, put a flat on a flat and you, you cut it, you know, do it when it's safe. I have to tell my wife that too. And I'm just like, (laughs) you know, yeah, it's, and you know, she's great at things, cutting onions, not one of them. (laughs) I just refuse to cook for mine. I'm, my husband's a vegan and then, you know, my toddler just wants, you know, fruit really. And then I have uh, a couple of like real serious athletes, like in my house that refuse to eat anything that's not nutritional for them. And then you have me, which is like a redneck diet. I call it, you know, (laughs) Bacon potatoes, <laughs> like that, you know, I'm very basic. Uh, French fries with ranch. So to kind of like cook for all of them all day, the only thing we can do is breakfast because everyone just likes the same thing for breakfast. But they're on their own, man. Like you got to figure this out, sink or swim. I yep. can't do that and everything else. And there's this. Uh, I think I think that's a silver lining too. Is we definitely have gotten some more time together with each other, and you know, I've seen my kids really thrive. Um, being more independent and things like that. And I've also learned a lot about them through this. Like I would not know how my children were going to react through, through something like this, but I do now, Yeah, you know? And so I'm able to, to kind of take those things and, and have a better relationship that we've been able to grow through that, but that's a silver lining, but it's still not normal. Like I don't want my kids to be homeschooled by me and be home all day, every day and not play soccer and not, not get to see their friends and be social and play their sports and, you know, celebrate the things that are really important to them. I don't want that to be normal. It doesn't mean I'm not going to celebrate this time. Right. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I want to see my kids play soccer. Everybody says like, I ask everyone and everyone's like the question, like, what are you going to do first? So what's the first place you're going to go to when it's safe, you're all good, you're comfortable. Like where's Jordan going? That depends on whether we have the children that, that, day or not. <laughs> so you go somewhere, where are you going with kids? Where are you going without kids? With the kids, I'm definitely thinking we're going to a park at some point. Like we have to take them somewhere to let them blow off steam, whether it's some kind of like 
you know, trampoline park, some kind of uh, something fun for them to do. There's yeah. this place down in Latrobe that we like to go to. Um, you shoot like little Nerf balls at each other. Oh, yeah. yeah. Battle Zone, I think it's called. Battle Zone, yeah. That's um, like- that'll probably be on the list. Uh, if we don't have the kids, man, are we doing like a day drinking extravaganza? I mean, I will start at one side of Greensburg and I will crawl to the other side. Of way down. Yeah. I haven't had a drink since it started. Well, that's not true. I did have a glass of wine uh, yeah. with this lady's Zoom call last week. That was fun. I'm trying I'm to limit drinker. it. I'm trying to limit it a lot because of just like, you know, I like going out. Yeah. Because that's celebrating. You know, when you go out and celebrate, when you go out to drink, that's a different story than sitting at home drinking. Um, If me and Jess go out and have a fire in our backyard or something like that, or I'm cooking, something like that. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, I don't want to feel it almost necessary to have the drinks. I mean, like it has happened. I've been frustrated and I'm just like, all right, whiskey and uh, ginger ale and I'm going to go sit on the porch and just like have my alone time here and just like sip on this. But um, yeah, just trying to limit that. But you realize you've eat. heard about that. Like you, what you like about drinking uh, is the social aspect of that. Oh God. Yeah. You know, the first thing you can do is go out with Jess and celebrate and yep. support those businesses who have been really affected like invisible mm-hmm. man. I can't wait to go in there and I don't even drink beer. I'm going to sit there at the bar. Yeah. Like I'll buy it and pour it out if I have to, like, <laughs> I don't, I just want to support them. I want to, they I, have I, liquor and wine. Oh, they well, liquor and wine. oh See? yeah. I'm excited about it. I just, I want, that's the same thing. Like I, I want to go to a sporting event. Like that's my mm-hmm. big thing. I want to watch soccer. I want to watch my kids play soccer. I want to go to, a, you know, some sort of thing, but more than anything myself, I want to go swimming. Oh yeah. Like that's, I don't I just want the sun. Like I'm a swimmer. I want to swim, you know, although I have gained some weight from COVID-19 side effect. (laughs) I think we all have. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe not swimming. I'll find something else like where you you can wear like a (laughs) moo-moo. Do you you remember in college they used to call it like the freshman 15? Yes. Yeah. COVID-19? Exactly. That's what people are calling it. The COVID-19. Yeah. Everybody's game. saying that. Like everyone, once we're out, like people are either going to be real heavy or real thin. Like it's one (laughs) or the other. Like, are you a stress eater or can you not eat? I'm a stress eater. So, but I eat real dumb food like combos. Oh yeah. We're actually still like sticking to like a diet. We're doing like the the keto diet and stuff. It's so annoying. We did get off of that like way hard uh, at the beginning of this, man, I was like, if this is how it's going down, I'm eating a cake. I'm eating a cake anytime I want. <laughs> so I was just like, we had cake and we finished a giant cake between the two of us in like three days. Oh no, that's when you're like, no, we got to go back. Like this is, yeah. no. I do want to go to the gym though. Like I miss the gym. I realized that there's, um, something more than just the gym that I miss. Like, yeah, I used to think I like to work out because I just want to feel strong, but I've learned being at home with my kids and my husband. And I I think it really is a lot to do that. I'm the only female, but it's kind of like my privacy at the gym, you know, at work, you don't get privacy, but at the gym, you can throw your headphones in and nobody bothers you. You know, you're just, you know, I can't wait to get back to Virtus. I'm really excited about that. I just, I want to feel like, um, I want, I want to bring that strength back into my body and that headspace where I have any sort of time to think without 
a boy around. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and, you know, I mean, I love them. I'm grateful. I can't imagine being alone, quarantined alone. So I'm grateful that I have a big family because I, 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 I couldn't go, imagine it. I would go crazy. <clears throat> they're able to kind of keep me grounded too. I mean, they're real funny. We've done some really interesting things because we've been born. We've done lip sync battle, some talent shows. Yeah. Did Rihanna poured water on himself. <laughs> you know, the umbrella thing. We played a lot of Monopoly, Jordan. Yeah. That's one game that I refuse to play. So I watched the kids and Jess play that. It's honestly the worst thing that's happened <laughs> to me during pandemic has been Monopoly. Um, my oldest son, Andrew, happens to be really, really good at it. Um, so he's like eight and oh now, and he's really a sore winner. So that's no. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. And like all of us, like six other people going against him and he still just figures out how to win every time he's got like all the luck. Um, and then my son, Mike, we're, there's still a language barrier there. So imagine homeschooling somebody with a language barrier and you're not a right. teacher. So that's been super fun. Um, but we're teaching him how to play Uno and he's just he's just horrible. Like the, the poor kid can't win a thing to save his life. Like you almost just want to give him your cards because you yeah. feel so bad for him, you know, but we've had some fun, you know? Yeah. I we mean, there are those things, you know, that are just, uh, they're cool. I mean, some things are cool. Um, you know, most of this sucks, but you know, 2% of it is very awesome to like sit back and think like, you know, I can, we don't have to go out. There's no stress to, um, you know, go to this person's party or something like that. Like I can just stay at home with my wife. And if we feel like digging a patio out of our backyard, which we're currently doing right now, that's what we're going to do. Like we have nothing else to do. So I'm just like, you know what? I grabbed a shovel the other day and I just started digging and I sent Jess a picture and I said, there's no turn back now. Here we go. <laughs> so <laughs> get ready for Saturday. Wallpaper on the corner. Yeah. No. I mean, I get that. I, it, we, like I said, the valley of emotions. My husband yeah. and I, when this first started, we were like, you know what we can do? Every home project that we've never, ever had time to do before. So we made this huge list and he started pressure washering and we did the back patio. And then I started, you know, remodeling this day bed and refurnishing some furniture, refinishing some furniture. And then we got to a place that was like, yeah, this stinks. I'm not doing that anymore. Let's watch Parks and Rec. There you go. <laughs> you know, so we kind of go up and, uh, you know, back and forth about it. But I think, listen, we're doing what we can. Each individual has so many, has such different things. Like we shouldn't be. Um, judging each other for not being like the project queen or king, but at the same right. time we should, you know, try and keep ourselves busy. I have friends who this has not really affected outside of, you know, small things. They have, um, they're still working every day. They're still going to work so that nothing has really changed for them as far as their schedule. And of course ours is very different than that, but this is not a time that you should put too much pressure on yourself to do anything. That's kind of where I'm at. Like, I'm just going to give myself grace. And if I'm crazy today, then I'll apologize to my husband tomorrow. There you go. Uh, <laughs> we've been watching The Office and stuff. So, Jess, I'm re-watching The Office, uh, I think, for the third time now. And this is Jess's first run through it. And it's just, like, it's so much fun to, like, just, like, relive these things. I'm seeing different things that I didn't see the first time or the second time through. The jokes, the little, like, you know, you side, side eye looks at the camera. 
It's just My great. husband and I started doing that too. Um, we binged it a couple different times. Like it's our kind of our summer show because there's nothing on um, except for Big Brother. And then we were like, wait, is there no Big Brother now? What are we going to do? But anyway, uh, we watched an episode a few weeks ago and it's where they were doing the, the parquet or what's it parkour. called? Parkour. Yeah. Parkour, and I'm just, how did I never seen this before? <laughs> it's so funny. I just, I thought it was hilarious. Um, and we had never seen Parks and Rec. So we're, we're watching that for the first time now. Yeah, I uh, I have a confession. I've never seen it either. So okay. I think you we're should gonna, do we're it. Like it's it's kind of like The Office season one, where you're like, eh, you know. But then they grow on you. Like all of a sudden, you're like, how do I love Dwight? Yep. <laughs> you it, know. Yeah, it's wild. Anyway, but, your shirts are cool. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm trying to come up with a new design like once a week and just keep things fresh and that's the kind of, that's kind of the hard thing is like, I don't want people to think that, you know, I'm just peddling merch now, but at the same time, it's like, you know, I kind of would like to, you know, make some money from this. Um, but social distancing and listening to the pod, listen to a podcast, like that's funny. Like that's really actually very funny. Yeah. I'm trying to come up with things that like people around here would like, I mean, the podcast obviously is about Greensburg. So Coming up with some Greensburg-centric designs. Um, definitely something that I think is cool. Um, then I've got like a, a few designs for just the local itself. Um, and then, uh, you know, there's kind of just the why, the broad podcast, you know, yeah. genre of it all. So I'm trying to just kind of like tap into a few different things. Like if you don't like my podcast, then that's cool, but you can still buy a shirt that says social distance and listen to podcasts. Yeah, you can listen to any podcast. Like, I probably <laughs> yeah. won't listen to this podcast because I hate your guest, but yeah. no way, she's amazing. <laughs> it's me, never mind. Everyone's going to listen to it. I hear, here's the thing though, I really do think that that's kind of another perk about all this. I mean, we're artists at the end of the day, right? So I have a design studio. I'm sitting in this design studio now and I've taken a lot of time to start sketching and we're working on a ton of graphics and you, you know, it's hard to find that energy right now to do those things. So you have to be in a right place. So some days I come up with nothing and the next day I'm like, Oh my gosh, I have so many ideas in my head. This is amazing. Yeah. Those creative juices are moving again. Um, but we can do those things. At least we have that artistic brain that says I can work anywhere. I can do it from anywhere. You know, I have, I have tons of post-it notes full of ideas <laughs> that every single time something yeah. happens. Oh, there's one that wasn't even connected to that. There's another it's nonsense. And I have a giant tablet here. I write down everything and I'm just like, Oh, I should do that. Oh, I should do that. So it's kind of weird that like, you know, in the time where we thought we were going to have all of this, like, extra time to, like, catch up on things, we, everybody's making themselves, like, way more busy. Yeah, because you have this desire. You're an artist. You have a yeah. desire to work. You have a desire to do something, create something. And sometimes, you know, some of the most amazing things have come from the ashes, have come from the worst possible things that people have ever had to go through. And so, you know, I look at that from this, like I, I say it a lot and you've heard me say this, but I cannot wait to look back at some of this footage and look back at some of the things that we've documented and look back at the way that we felt and some of the artwork that we've produced and some of the sketches that I've done, I can see are, you know, heavy, they're heavy, heavy, he they're just heavy handed. Yeah. And that means that you were, you know, you weren't feeling so great. 
But sometimes that's the most amazing thing. And my team at Trendy, like these girls, the stuff that they have been able to produce through all of this, like, I, I just get on my knees because I'm so grateful for them every day and just pray for them because these women have shown that they're not fake women. Like these women have put the time and energy in and this design studio is so important to them. And they've been able to create things and come up with new merchandise and come up with new ideas, new graphics, new designs, new products, despite the fact that they are having a very, very difficult time. And I think it's some of the best work they've ever done. It's pretty amazing. I mean, yeah. Between me and my wife, we've definitely bought quite a few things uh, from from all. Yeah, of I know you're a great customer. We appreciate you. <laughs> it's just so cool. Every time you guys put something out, it's either me or Jess are like, "All right, we need that. We need that." And it's just like you know, want to throw everything up, and I think you know that, and you can appreciate it. Like we put, we want to post things that are fresh and new, but things Absolutely. that are high quality, things that you actually want, and things that are local. Yeah, you know. I mean, Jess had bought these really cool pillows and those are made here locally in Pennsylvania from a really awesome woman. She was here at grand opening. They live a few hours away, Um, but they're high quality. They will last you forever. And she stands behind it. She's like, anything happens, call me. I'll make you a new one. Yeah. You know? And so those are the kind of things that I find real value in with trendy. Like we're not just throwing anything up to do whatever we want to just make a dollar. Like we could do that. We're not doing that. Right. We're not fake. We meant what we said leading up to the opening, that we are here to serve the community. We're here to serve each other. These women empower them. And not to say that every day is great. Some days we get up and we're like, I'm not, I don't want to answer your stupid FaceTime. Like what, what, (laughs) you know, and then there's, but we always get ourselves to a place of respect and comfort and um, real love and relationships of, of wanting these women to be empowered as a, as a whole, not individually. Yeah. And that's awesome. So, I don't know. I'm excited. I'm grateful that you wanted to have me on here again for a second time. I don't, although I don't know why. I want to have you on here all the time. Okay, John. <laughs> Honestly, I think uh, you know we flow. We have a nice conversation flow. We need, like a, um, we need a theme though, like my '80s theme. The girls and I next week we're we're doing a Zoom meeting uh, with Team Trendy, and we made it a Kardashian theme. Oh dang. Yeah, Kardashian theme. We want Who's to be the billionaires that aren't affected by this. So what's you know what better than the Kardashians? Yeah, Jen's not into it. You know, Jen's like, are you flipping? Kidding me? Really? Like, this is what we have to do. Plus, we made her Chris, so she's a little mad about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, you got to have fun though. I mean, you yeah. got to you know just find something that's stupid and just do it. You know. Okay. That's awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm not going to push the limit on this. Somehow we went over 40 minutes and I'm still recording and our meeting is still available. I know why. Because you're connected to my Zoom. I don't have a limit. Oh, nice. Awesome. Well, hey, thanks for letting me borrow some of your Zoom time. Anytime, man. I'm going to get one of those shirts you're wearing for sure. Like I really like it. So I appreciate it. Thanks, Jordan. Thanks for listening to us. All right. I'm going to stop the recording. Let's act like we're going to hang up. Bye, Jordan. Bye. Thanks. All right, there she goes. Be sure to give them some love on the social media channels and visit their website, thetrendybunny.com. We're all looking forward to getting back to normal here, but, uh, you know, it's just not happening as fast as everybody wants it to, but we have to be safe as we're doing it. So let's stay strong and we'll get through this. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.